Standing up for McKinney, this is According to Callus. It is December the 9th, episode 317, and five things not to forget over the holidays. But before we get into that, let me just say, if you are joining me back, thank you, thank you, thank you. Your every listener counts. Every download counts. Every word that I say getting into the ears of somebody that just doesn't know what's going on counts. So share, like, subscribe, comment on the show, put it on your social media of choice. Help me get the word out. We are making a difference right here in Collin County, Texas. You know, I moved here 25 years ago thinking that I had made it to the promised land, but 25 years later, it is the front lines. And if you don't believe me, you haven't been paying attention. Here we go. Five things that you ought not to forget on the way to Christmas. Number one, Trump can't save you. Now, those of you who are Trumpsters out there, I am not disparaging the former president, the guy that probably ought to be president right now, and a guy that will likely be the next president. But I wish to keep it in perspective. He couldn't save himself. He couldn't save his presidency. And quite frankly, he couldn't even save a Republican majority. That is not all his fault, mind you, but it is to point out that there are certain limits to any one man or president of what they can and cannot do. So don't put on him your every hope that he's going to save the Republic. He cannot do it alone, even if he wants to. Number two, Abbott won't save you. That's right. Now, this is a little bit of a push at Greg Abbott. Abbott had every opportunity to open the state right away. In fact, he had every opportunity to not shut the state down. In fact, he had every opportunity to come back and say, yes, I shut the state down because I thought I was doing what was in the best interest of all the people in the great state of Texas. However, after two to three weeks, I figured out, yeah, there's really no justification for this. And I am so sorry. I am opening it back up and let's get the economy and the people going. Let's get this stuff done. But instead, he kept suckling on the federal teat of, quote-unquote, free money to the detriment of everything else in the state. Unless you think I am holding Abbott and Abbott alone solely responsible for this monstrosity of a mess that we find ourselves in. No, not at all. The former president allowed for the states to generally make the calls of how they saw fit, but they did kind of grease the skids to help them get away with shutting things down with that free, free federal money, which is not free and really isn't federal in the first place. But, hmm, we still have an emergency here in Texas. How? Because the governor said so. And now that the legislature is back in session, perhaps they will solve this problem for us. (laughs) Well, that leads me to point number three. Republicans sell a story. That's right. I am a good Republican. I am a solid liberty loving Republican voter. But I got to tell you, the Republican Party, whether it's at the national level and I guess indeed sometimes at the state level, they just sell us a story. Now, no matter how much I might like Matt Rinaldi, and I do, and no matter how great I might think that Matt Rinaldi is doing at running the state Republican Party, and I kind of do, 
That doesn't excuse what goes on at the federal level, and it certainly doesn't excuse what goes on in many local levels right here in the state of Texas. Tell me how it is that they could do such a bad job of losing Harris County and then helping, indirectly, re-elect an incompetent person to be the Harris County judge. I don't understand how that happens. I don't understand how they can fall so flat on their face unless it was at least partially intentional because they're selling a story. We just don't know what their story is because they, quite frankly, haven't come up with a cohesive one that makes sense yet that they can properly sell. They've been selling the idea that Collin County's on the cusp of going blue. Yeah, well, maybe, but they had every opportunity to prevent that or roll back that, but our state representatives have chosen to do nothing because they're selling their story. They don't really care about doing the right thing. They care about getting their jobs back. And their job is living off of us. Their job is selling us a false bill of goods that they never, ever deliver on. And yes, I am being harsh and I am being challenging because in the spirit of Christmas that is coming, I don't want you to forget these things. You need to keep these in mind as the next legislative session comes in play. And you need to say to yourself, What is a reasonable expectation of something we ought to see out of our state legislature? And throwing out a giant wish list of we want this, we want this, and we want this is only going to serve to build more disappointment. Even when we're being reasonable and measured by any measure, they seem to find a way to screw it up and not do the very minimal things that we ask them to do. They're called legislative priorities. Last term, we got four out of eight. This term, I'll be holding my breath. Well, not really. All right, number four, conservatives don't. Do I need to explain that? Well, I will anyway. Conservatives don't conserve anything. Oh, that's probably because a good number of people that self-label themselves as conservatives are in fact not conservatives. They're actually hidden uh liberals, they're hidden progressives, they're hidden milquetoast moderates that stand for nothing. They fill you with the story and then they show up pretending to be conservatives, but in fact, they do nothing about it. In fact, every conservative issue is generally traced back to a progressive issue from 20 or 30 years ago. And they now sell it as if it is their own, as if it is, well, the ball's gone this far, but well, we don't want to go that far. We want to stay here. Whereas if you go back 20 years ago, they were saying, well, that's too far. We're going to stay here. What exactly have they conserved? Nothing. Nothing has been conserved. We know this, but we need to be reminded as we go into the next legislative session, we're going to go to the Christmas holiday. We're going to eat, drink, be merry and have a great time and forget about all these things that we want out of the state legislator that we expect to be done at the government because it's a responsive representative government in the state of Texas and they work for good hardcore Republicans, don't they? The odds are not in our favor. The statistics work against us. And quite frankly, the money is not going to help us either. So that leads me to the final point. Liberty requires work. That is the main priority and goal of everything I do with this show is to remind people liberty is in our grasp. 
It is right there in front of us. We just have to reach out and take it. We have to grab it. We have to work for it. We have to do the things that need to be done. Now, I've talked about a number of books that I highly recommend. Starting with The Five-Star Plan by Robert West. Going on to uh, Confrontational Politics um, Oh shoot! by Senator Richardson. Then, transitioning over to... <clears throat> <laughs> rules for Radicals by Mr. Alinsky. Again, you got to know how the opposite side plays. You got to take their rules and use it against them. And then Sovereign Duty, Chris Ann Hall lays it out. These are the things the state can do and ought to be doing, and we ought to demand them to do it. Liberty requires work. That means we have to show up. We have to do it. I don't care if that means you do a little block walking, you do a little podcast, you do a little newsletter, you do an email list, you go out and run for office, you show up at those meetings, you let your voice be heard, you bring two of your friends or 200 of your friends, show up and get the work done. Liberty can be lost just as easily as it can be won. And all it takes is for good men to do nothing. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, I've heard that before, I'm familiar with that. Yes, and you know why? Because it's real and it's true and it requires that you do more than what you're doing now. It requires that everybody just takes that one extra step, that one extra thing that they could do. Don't worry yourself about every little detail. Pick the one thing that interests you most. And yes, again, until I'm blue in the face, until I drop dead and I'm buried, I'm going to remind you that this is our responsibility. This is our job. We can do this. I'm Gen X. We got kind of a raw deal from our baby boomers that came before us. We can choose to be bitter about it. We can choose to let it all burn down. We can choose to check out. We can just say, forget it all. But I'm telling you, that would be a mistake. It is our goal to stop the fall, stop the slide, put the brakes on, and help the next two generations that are out there that are following us to retake that which has been lost, to lead the way, to set an example to make the necessary sacrifices for them to be in a better position. And I've talked about this. How hard is it to think to yourself, hey, you know, I've had a good life. I've had a good retirement. But, you know, I'm 70 years old. I really got nothing else better to do with my time other than sit and watch TV or play golf. How about I go partner with a couple of my retired friends and we start a business and we hire some of these millennials and we teach them a work ethic and we teach them how they can do certain things and we teach them, I don't know, skills that we used to have when we were young men. How about we invest in them? How about some of those uh, retired grandmas out there? And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people doing that, particularly in this area, but I'm just spitballing here. How about if they spend some more time with their granddaughters and teach them? Oh, I know this is going to ruffle some feathers here. Teach them how to sew. I mean, I know how to sew. Can you sew? Teach them how to, I don't know, properly clean an oven or a stove. I mean, these are simplistic things. These, you know, there's no reason you can't teach your grandson, but come on. If you can't even teach your granddaughter, do you really think a grandson's going to want to know how to do this? I mean, I don't know. Basic cleanliness rules basic this is what you use baking soda for this is what you use vinegar for now hey the millennials and the uh zoomers out there they've been using youtube to do this but these are your grandchildren or in some cases your great-grandchildren don't you owe it to your family don't you owe it to your successing generation to bring them up to speed on how things were done 
hey, you know, things are all bright and sunshiny now because, well, <laughs> the wheels haven't fully come off in the United States yet. But we're getting to a point where a lot of these things that, quite frankly, my parents' generation or even some of my grandparents' generation say, ah, we don't need to worry about this anymore. The world is safe for democracy. You know, Nazis are dead. The communists are locked up in their little place. All is well. The world is perfect. We have all these great things. Never have to worry about anything again. Really? How'd that work out for us? You took the ball, you threw it down the yard, and you took your eyes off of it, and now we're looking at liberty being lost. And I'm here to tell you, we can stop it. We can reel it back in. That means we have to find common cause and work together and do the work every day, every week, until we Dial back the abuse of liberty, abuse of power, the overstepping government. And it'll only be done if we're there to do it. And if you're depending upon your pastors and your church, the so-called shepherds to come off their hmm, high horse of a pulpit and actually show you how this is done. Once again, don't hold your breath. As we have seen for months and years now, most pastors are not concerned about that. They're concerned about keeping their people there, keeping their building open, and quite frankly, keeping their job. I wonder what Bonhoeffer would say about that. I wonder what the saints of old would say about that. And that's not to say all is lost. There are plenty of good men in pastoral ships that are doing good work out there. They're just getting harder and harder to find. If you find them, if you know who they are, post it on this podcast. Let other people know, hey, Pastor so-and-so is really good and they're in this town. Do me a favor. Put it out there. Let people know. We're going to wrap this up. It is a Friday and we should take the weekend upon us and make the most of it as we can. Spending time with family and friends, decompressing a little bit and enjoying our time. So, again, if this is worth your time, worth your effort, like, share, subscribe, and comment. Let your friends and family know about this. We are and continue will continue and will continue. Wow. We'll continue to make a difference right here in our own backyard. And with that, this was According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.